everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Booth. I'll be your host today. Uh, it's day number six of the all month 420. So I hope you guys are staying uh, staying lit out there. <laughs> the first week is almost <laughs> over, <laughs> but you know you're at home. You're not doing anything else, so it's a it's a good month for it. Uh, I got a guest with me today. He's a funny guy that I met through comedians. Just I, He does comedy in San Jose. He has a show in San Jose and some podcasts. It's uh, my good buddy, Ruben Escobedo. How you doing, dude? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to uh, keep busy with the uh, the shelter-in-place order. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's it's weird, man. It's it, challenging. It's, it's one of those things, yeah, because like, I remember when it first started, it was like, oh, it won't be that long. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. And there are people with like, like for me, I just assumed all immediate shows within the next three months were gone. Yeah, I was like, they're just same. gone. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't have shows till after June. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna get my hopes up. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, maybe, maybe by April. And I'm like, there's no way. And then, yeah, now they're saying like, I had a, I had a show at the San Jose Improv that was scheduled for May second, I think, or no, May third. It was May third. And they okay. were like, all right, we hope to get be back then. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah, and I don't think the, about that. <laughs> April 3rd <laughs> or May 3rd. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's when well, it's supposed to be over, I guess. Yeah. Is, so I'm uh, like, you want the day that this is over for us to go out there and be like, hey, I know you guys were stuck inside for a yeah. month. Forget that I, whole month. <laughs> yeah, come outside now. Like, I don't think people are going to be like, while I think people are going to want to rush out, I don't think people are going to like rush you know what yeah. i mean like i think people yeah. are gonna take it slow because yeah like, i'm thinking like by the fall it might yeah. be we might be able to like have crowds of open mics and things again like that but it's not yeah, yeah it's gonna be a while um, yeah this is gonna this is gonna <laughs> hardcore affect audiences just in general like at most things like I yeah mean, like, look dude. at look at movies like movies like all theaters are closed now movies uh-huh. are going to like streaming and it's it's a we- it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh it's almost like they accelerated the future that I was like <laughs> wondering we were going to if we were going to live in, you know, where everything is just at your house, you don't have to leave anymore. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> Yeah, it it's like we've just already went into that that phase. <laughs> well, it got to the point for me where I was like looking up movies that I wanted to see and I'm like, could they really could I see this at home instead of having to pay like Fifteen dollars. Yeah. I just pay the twenty and get to watch it with a bunch of other people. Like, and I can smoke weed while I watch it. Yeah, I, I can eat my own food and not feel bad. I don't yeah. have to wear pants. <laughs> yeah. This rules. Oh, that's, the, that's the okay. That's you sold me on the no pants. Yeah, that's, I could just. Uh, you should be able to take your pants off in a theater. I I don't know. Well, I I think a couple people did, and that's. <laughs> I think that I think that's Pee Wee Herman's whole thing is he did do that, and then oh really? Oh, yeah, and well he. I mean, it, I'm a weird fan of Pee Wee Herman. I absolutely love his stuff. But in like, it was like the early 90s, he got arrested for being in an ad- adult movie theater, okay? For touching himself in an adult movie theater. Uh, oh, wow. But he, I didn't he know wasn't it was an adult movie theater. Yeah. It, it, I it, thought it was wa- a regular theater. No, it was a totally like. Oh. He wasn't dressed like Pee Wee Herman. If you look at his mugshot, he has like super long hair and a beard. Like, it just so wow. happens. Like, he's not, like, going in as his character and, like, I'm a weirdo. Like, no, he's just, <laughs> like, he was just trying to d- live his life. And it was, like, uh. You just hear him clicking his shoes and yeah, the, like, those white shoes that he's wearing. and <laughs> Yeah, it's like, in the middle of the movie, he's, like, she said the secret word. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, I wouldn't like, be able to. 
That's so funny. But with everything uh, that's gone on now, it's just like with all the Me Too stuff, like that guy, that guy took a, a pretty like, hey, you know what? Maybe he's not so bad. Yeah, maybe he was just trying to, like, to have a release. You know, he's going to the yeah. adult theater. He's just trying to. I don't at know. least, <laughs> at least he didn't lock the doors, like, <laughs> or, or force anyone to look at him. If anything, he was trying not to be looked at. Dude, speaking of, Louis released a special. I know. Like a few days ago, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I, I'm it's interested. It's like seven ninety nine on his site, I think, to download it. Yeah, it's I. I don't know. I'm interested. I I am too. I I've heard his I heard his YouTube set that was released, uh, like his most recent like comedy that's been released on YouTube, and I liked the stuff that I heard there. And so if this is anything you know like that, I think yeah. that would be good. Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> speaking of like what you when you said that, I it laughed because I was kind of I was trying to come up with a bit about. Of course, Louis C.K. would release a special during Shelter in Place. Wow, that's genius. <laughs> I didn't like, even I, think about that. I did yeah, not even like, piece those two things together. I was like, who, that's, else, would, who else would force that's, you to stay in your house and watch him do comedy? <laughs> <laughs> that's really, oh my gosh. I heard that he dropped a special and I didn't even put two and two together. That's, that's like, funny. I thought of that and I was like, man, that's a good, that's a good, like, I wish I could work on, you know, I wish I could go fucking work on that. Like, yeah. Cause that's <laughs> so good. But like that, that's a, that's a bit that you can do after this and be like, you know what my, the craziest thing during the quarantine was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Louis got us again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but I mean, we did pay for it. So I guess we gave him consent, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. You got to pay for it now. <laughs> uh, i don't know uh yeah, that's man I have, did I, you watch any of the live uh comedy laugh aid stuff that was on no a few days ago? no i i heard of it but i didn't was i it tried good? to uh some of it was good some of it that i did like because it was it was almost like a, a revolving podcast is how it felt weird to me. like it felt like it felt like if you were to be listening to like Fighter and the Kid, and then they had like just guest after guest after guest after guest. But yeah. the hosts of it, uh, at one point, I don't know if the host switched, but it was like Howie Mandel for a lot of it. And it was, it's funny to watch like people you normally watch on screen when it's yeah. controlled versus when they have like to improv and they have to like keep it going. Totally. And they are starting to feel weird. It was. It was cool just to watch Howie Mandel like think on his all of them like thinking on their feet like just being like yeah. uh, uh, what do I do uh, so that was like the cool part of it like if you're I guess if you're like into like the that's kind of like I don't know it's kind of like inside comedy I think just like watching people work on the it it wasn't like it wasn't like rehearsed I don't know how you can do I haven't watched any of the Zoom shows have you done any of that yet I yeah I did a Zoom show and I was pleasantly surprised. I because for me, my biggest concern about doing a Zoom show was, am I going to like, how do I know if I'm doing well? You know, what I mean, like, am I going to hear the audience? And, and Jordan, he, he sets these shows up. They're great. He had it where you could hear the audience like you. They don't oh, have to have okay. their cameras on, but if they could keep their mics on as long as their their, you know, living situation isn't super noisy, that helps us mm-hmm. perform better, which that it totally did. Like, because I didn't even yeah, know that, I loved that was a part of it. And that, that makes it way, 
because that's the that's the whole thing is is the hearing the laugh i feel like as the the disconnect yeah. at least when i first saw it i was like i don't know how it's gonna be because how are you supposed to know when people are laughing at you you know what i mean like yeah that, like a, how do you know that's if like it's a give landing. and take yeah that's the give and take of 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 doing it is is getting that response and and you know it plays with the energy it plays with the, like your energy too and totally uh, oh totally like it like because it, in your head, as a comic, in your head, if you don't hear anything, you're bombing. So your brain, yeah. <laughs> that fight or flight kicks in of like, that's, okay, how am I, I going to get out the, of this? That's what was happening in the uh, the Laugh Aid thing that I was watching on Comedy Central. Oh. It was yeah, they it were was just... the fight. It was the fight or flight of all these guys. Like, wow, is this good? Is this good? Ah, I don't. Nobody's giving. Ah, what do I do? Yeah, it's kind of what I felt like was going on in everybody's heads. It's. Yeah, it's so weird because it's just because you don't know what to do or how to do it. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, I don't know if this is going well, but I think it is. But like, I, for me too, a lot of these like Zoom shows, if I get booked on these, I'm trying completely new stuff because that's what I've been, you know, I got to work on new stuff. Yeah. Like I know the old stuff works. So, okay, so move on to new stuff. And, and if it works great and if it works great out of context, like, is it good because this is funny because I'm on a computer and I'm doing jokes about quarantine or is it funny because it's a legitimately funny situation. And so I think that like working through that too is like helpful. Yeah, totally. That, that makes sense. I wanted to talk about this article that got written up about the, the San Jose comedy scene. Um, yeah. I've seen it going around on social media quite a bit. Everybody's been sharing it. It's really cool because it highlights, you know, highlights the scene and it's something that I'm kind of new to. I, I started coming on to San Jose kind of, at the end of Friscotti, uh, I, I'm like new to a lot of the, I've only done like the gong show like a couple times, but yeah, dude, like, you know, you were, you're one of the, you're in the, in like the front photo on the website <laughs> when you click on it, which it's, is kind of badass. Yeah, it is weird, man. It is, <laughs> here, I had, the, I pulled the article up cause I for, like when it was first happening, you know, the, the author reached out to me and I thought, okay, it's just going to be a quick little thing. And it's. The title of the article is A Comedian Walks Into a Bar, The Rise of Silicon Valley Stand-Up Scene. And the header picture is me and my co-producer, uh, Brian Bimo Moore, uh, yeah. at our show, Pick Your Poison. <laughs> and I'm just like, don't – I wouldn't call us the, the rise of the – like, we're not – don't attribute that to us by any means. But, like, it, it's cool. And, and when I got interviewed, she was like, oh, do you have anybody else that you think it might be interesting for me to interview? I go, yeah, interview Joe Bagley. Like – Oh, of and, course, yeah. Yeah, of course. And then, but just everything that happened in this article, it just, you could tell it wasn't just, okay, I got to pump this out, whatever. There's stuff about Pick Your Poison. There's stuff about Frascati. There's stuff about, you know, Caravan, Woodhams, all these these little, and yeah. the little shows and the big shows are all over this article and it rules. It does. It's a, it's really cool. It's, it's like, yeah, like you're just saying, it's like an overview of the, like the whole scene. Which, you know, has been like, I, you know, I didn't know about it until I started, you know, because I'm, you know, Monterey, Salinas area. There's only yeah. a couple of mics. There's like, there's one mic in Monterey every Wednesday that's a mixed mic with like music and stuff too. And then there's just now like another open mic, uh, like every other Monday in Salinas. And so, uh, you know, I started going to Santa Cruz and then I heard about the San Jose scene and then, you know. And this article hits it on the head, man. Like it, like it really, it really is cool to to see how everybody's included, all the you know, all the different shows and all the different mics. 
Like even the mics are like a sometimes just like you know there's a lot of good talent everywhere yeah oh totally and and i think what's cool is the amount of names that get dropped in this article is amazing because it while me joe and there's one other guy who i was unfamiliar with got interviewed we're not the only ones that get talked about mean dave gets talked about mighty mike mcgee gets talked about Mm -hmm. you know atu walker and and pete muñoz everybody gets referenced and it's it I really was kind of worried when I first saw it. I was like, oh, please don't make it seem like I'm the San Jose big shot because that is not what I want. That's not who I am. I don't yeah, want it to get... seem – but I, I don't <laughs> want it to be like – you shit for it. <laughs> yeah, like, look, he's carrying it on his back. Like, no, I'm not. Like, that is not me. Like, by any means, this existed before me. It will exist after me. I had nothing to do with the rise in popularity of this. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. in it for the ride. Like, I'm just also here. But no, it, it's a dope article. And the amount of people that have read it and have, like, sent me stuff about it, and it's just like, even when I texted BMO, I go, you see this article? He goes, yeah. I go, they, the whole article starts with just talking about Pick Your Poison. And it's like, to me, that just blew my mind that, like, we're, we're just this weird show on a Tuesday. Like, we are a weird <laughs> show. Like, we are... But, like, it starts on, like, this is... Like, we're... Like, yeah, we're a weird show on a Tuesday, but we're doing well, and people are coming, and people are talking about it. So, what are we doing right? Obviously, there's stuff we're doing wrong, yeah. too, but, you know, like... No, uh, this dude, article... I, get, I hear a lot about it from the other comics that in the scene. They're like, oh, man, have you done Pick Your Poison yet? Like, it's it's freaking awesome. And that's, like, one thing that, you know, I take from, you know, how to... You know, I take that as a good sign that a show is doing well when, like, the comics are, like, hyping it, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, like, I I appreciate that when people say things about my show like that. Oh, I love I love uh, doing your show. Your show was so, fun, was so much fun, dude. Like, because I love that it's... Your show has the exact feel that I want, that, like, everybody wants their comedy show to feel, where you walk into this place and you go, is there a show here? And then you, like, go downstairs and you're like, oh, this rules. It's, like, hidden <laughs> and, like... It's, it's hidden and, and you don't realize, like, when you turn the corner... Yeah, uh, and it's packed. You're like, oh shit! There's this many people in the bar right now. Yeah, it. <laughs> I, it oh, yeah. When I walk down there and I just like it's yeah, it's awesome because it feels very speakeasy, very underground, and that's like the that's what right now, especially in clubs or uh, shows that run out of like bars and breweries and and whatever. The more underground they feel, the cooler they are. Mm-hmm. Like like hands down. Yeah, and I. I, we we talked about it before, but when this thing is back, you know, when this quarantine's over, I'd love to for you guys to come down and do a, a pick your poison down. In oh, there. It'd, be, it'd be so much uh, fun, dude! I think that like that's a you know that's something to change it up, and and the people would freaking love it, man. And that's the cool thing too. Your show is different than than just yeah. You know, every it's it's kind of explain uh, the the way that it works. Like as a if I was an audience member. You know, what would I be, you know, walking into if I was going to a Pick Your Poison show? Yeah, so what I do is I I book five comics, and each comic is going to do two sets. The first set is completely improvised. There's five envelopes on stage. We randomly decide the order. Uh, What I do to make sure it's completely random is I usually get someone who is completely unrelated to comedy in my life, and I go, hey, here's five names. I just need you to list them in any order like there don't don't look don't look <laughs> up don't i had my boss do it once and she was like what is this and i was like it's for my show i just need to be completely impartial to the lineup and i want you yeah. to just take these five names put them in order whatever you think that's so funny the she question was, is so simple but i bet the person always has some sort of has you're like list these names in random order and they yeah just, like there's there's like, nothing uh, to it it's not okay. a trick <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just 
<laughs> I I can't be the one who does it because for me in my brain is if if I in any way affected the order, then it's like, well, this and if yeah, no, if, well, yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, you don't want to be seen as like having favoritism or it's like, oh, why did you put like that, that person first or that person last? And it's like, look, I didn't decide the order. Like, I yeah. don't even touch <laughs> it. And you can just totally blame that other person every time. Yeah, blame <laughs> my boss. Um, no, but what I uh, so it's five comics. Each comic does two sets. Uh, there's five envelopes on stage. So if you are first up, you have your choice of any of the five. Obviously, you can't go through them yet. But you pick a number them one through five. You pick an envelope. Uh, the second you open up that envelope, your first five minutes starts. There's six topics in each envelope. And you do bits or you do jokes based on those topics. Uh, the very first show. All we, the topics? All six. You get five minutes for oh, okay. all six. That's uh, the, cool. Cause, oh, sorry, I was just going to say that's cool. It's, it, yeah. I thought it was just one. No, it's it was just like one topic. Oh, okay. Six topics. And the thing is when we did the very first show. I remember Zach Lord was on our very first one. He was the very first comic. He was first up. And he looks at me right before he's about to go on stage and he goes, so is it things like middle school or my parents? And I just looked at him and went, oh, no. And he, get up, <laughs> <laughs> he got up on stage and like the first prompt was something like benefits of eating glue. And he's just like, and so he's just having to riff on that. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Standard, I uh, love Tyler Standard. He's an amazing riffer. He pulls out uh, Old Folks Home slash Fight Club and just riffs for like two and a half minutes about training his grandmother to fight. And he can't train, <laughs> his, he can't train his grandfather because he died. So he's got to train his grandma. And, like, oh, no. <laughs> and so that's to awesome. hear these good comics just riff these. And that's the thing is, I think maybe twice, maybe twice, has a comic pulled something and gone, I could do an actual bit I have about that and been able to pull real material out and do it. And it's like, oh, and nice. I'm like, hey, I, I can't fault you on that. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like if, if it ties into something you already have, then it ties into something you already have. Yeah. Uh, we, we had Jeff Applebaum do the show and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So I write the prompts on big pieces of paper so the audience can see. So you hold it up, the audience sees it. He did not okay. show each prompt until he got to the punchline of the joke, which was the prompt. It was like, he, I was like, <laughs> my mind was <laughs> that's blown. Like, that's a really great idea. Holy shit, dude. Because it was funny. like, I was like, how did he do that? And even my yeah, girlfriend that, was no, like. That's like a different, yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend was like. <laughs> that's a different wavelength, dude. Did you <laughs> tell him? I go, no, he just, he was able to like write them on the spot. Yeah, that's a, that's a different wavelength, dude. There's some, yeah, I've noticed I mean, some dudes like that in the scene that can just. They can just pull shit out. Yeah, and you're just like, what? It's like amazing. <laughs> no, but I, I absolutely love the show because cause I, I always book good comics. And that's people go, oh, oh, you know, I've been, I bet I could do it. And I kind of like, it's so funny when like a comic has been in the scene for like two months and like, I bet I could do Pick Your Poison. And I'm like, probably not because uh, it's, it's very stressful. It is yeah. very stressful. And no, I've had some, six different topics. It's a lot of, have you ever had anybody yeah. like, Man, Bomb. do you guys get do people get good callbacks off of uh, like yes. like are they able to connect them and have good like callbacks off of their because that depends. would be where I think you would get a really good when Chad Opitz did it he did a full a full story that included every single thing like he just kept going like he just kept pulling a new topic and nice. including that in and including that in uh, there are some people that's a good who, idea too yeah there was one uh, who somebody got orthodox shoes. 
and he was like he was like oh there's there's something there like you could see it in his brain he was like there's something there's something like and he's going he goes you know i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna have it and he comes back in for his second five and he just looks at the audience he goes yeah i'm so poor <laughs> and the, the audience went nuts because they were like there it is <laughs> like there's orthodox shoes celebrate oh, yom that's support. good um yeah but like so so that's the first half then there's an, a halftime the audience chooses whose improv set they liked the most and then me and my uh, co-producer bimo we tally up the votes and then everyone comes back and does five minutes of their best stuff the winner headlines does 10 minutes of their best stuff and then uh, the winner gets to go on to our finals. So every six we do a finals, which is like our big one. And then the champion, all the all the nice. the winners duke it out. That's cool. It's yeah, it's so much it. fun. Nice. Yeah. You, you also have a podcast, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, I have a two now, right? Yeah, I have two podcasts. Uh, two very, two very different podcasts. It could not be more <laughs> different. Uh, the first one I've been, jeez, uh, I think hundred. Episode 128 just went up. Nice, dude. We've been doing it for like two years. Uh, Yeah, that would, if, yeah, about two years. Uh, And it's called Kid Tested Mother Approved, and I do it with my mom, uh, which is so bizarre. Oh, that's fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun because for me, I am not the selling point of that show. Like, my mom is, the way I pitch it is my mom is like a female Mr. Rogers. My mom has been a preschool teacher for over 30 years. So everyone is special and everyone is important and everyone gets a say at anything. And I'm like, whatever, mom, Adam Sandler sucks. And she's like, no, he doesn't suck. You just don't like him. That doesn't mean he sucks. (laughs) Okay, I got you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's perfect. Um, But so what we do is each week we pick a theme or a theme is given to us. uh, And then we pick a movie for each other to watch based on that theme. uh, And then we talk about it. So the very first episode, which I recommend not listening to because it was 127 episodes ago and it was bad. But uh, it was uh, the, the theme was like someone who died early. So I gave her or she gave me Sense and Sensibility with Alan Rickman. And I gave her the Big Lebowski with Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> and I go, and I, I love the Big Lebowski. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I go, Mom, like we're talking about it. I go, Mom, what did you think? She goes, didn't make sense and too many F words. And that was pretty much all she had to say about it. And I was like, well, hold on. We need to like. So, but that's the thing is my mom is just so wholesome and so like endearing that you're like, oh, we need to protect her at all costs because there, there are yeah. some movies where I'm just so surprised she loved them or so surprised she hated them. Where my mom doesn't like movies with too much violence, too much swearing, you know, too much this, that, this. But she loves Goodfellas. She loves The Godfather. <laughs> she, loves, she loves mob movies. I go, Mom, that goes okay. against everything you said. It goes against all that. She goes, yeah, but it's I probably just the them. emotion. Yeah, it's probably the emotion, dude, and the, the sadness. Yeah. She's probably just like... like she probably like yeah. with that more. Those are good ass movies, though. I'm, I'm glad she at least like. Well, they're those. movies. Yeah, they're very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I showed her Reservoir Dogs for the first time, and I was like, "I need you to see this movie. Like, you need to watch Reservoir Dogs." And she goes, "I don't like Quentin Tarantino." I go, "I know, I know, too many efforts, but just trust me. Like, I think you're gonna like this one." And she loved it. She's nice. like, "Yeah, because it's what I like, and it, it's it's a little it's a little creepy, but it's good." And there's an interesting mm-hmm. story about a heist that you never even see. Like it's yeah. it's a very good heist movie that you don't even see the heist. Most movies are like, "Here's the setup, then watch it." Oh wow! And this is like yeah, yeah. before and after, and that's it. No, it's a it's a good. But movie. yeah, no. So uh, that's that's my first podcast. I love that movie, dude. Nice. Um, so it's just you and your mom. I, and... That's that's yeah yeah. Well, we, when all this went down, we wanted to do an episode where 
we so we have a discord and we have a twitter and social media and all that and we we're relatively active on it and people join from all over and we go hey we just want to know a movie that just helps you that just makes you happy what 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 is something that's just like comfort food but a movie for you and yeah. we took all the suggestions and we wrote them down and then we like we put them in a hat and i picked one for my mom to watch and she picked one for me to watch and uh she had to watch space jam and i had to watch legally blonde but both of those <laughs> movies i was like Wow, I'm I'm surprised how genuinely good these movies are. Like, yeah. Well, and it's funny too because people go, "Oh, you know, the the movies are whatever," and it's like, "Oh yeah, there's some." I think episode three or something we talked about the movie Kazam. It's like that. That's not a good movie. That movie doesn't deserve its own podcast episode. <laughs> it's a it's a that's a weird movie. Um, Maybe the ending. But then scene, there are just things like, where like, yeah. Well, there's like there's the just thing. certain movies where like, <laughs> gosh, that movie's terrible. There, there are just some movies where like my mom hasn't seen it. And I'm like, good. oh, I think, oh yeah. There's a we'll talk about Kazam for a sec. There's a scene. There's a scene where Kazam wakes up in the little boy's bed. That's I remember we watched that, and granted, this was still like two years ago, but like, so you know, some time. But now, like, it was still just like we both were like, hey, that's weird, right? Like, that's not like that. I don't think that was ever cool. Yeah, Who there's that there's it was so a good many things. Idea, like, let's make Shaq <laughs> okay, and the, a genie, <laughs> and then put him in a little Old boy's bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, oh, this is like a spin. It's like a it's like a weird Aladdin spinoff. Is what? Oh, it a hundred percent. It always it a hundred percent was trying to capitalize on Aladdin. <laughs> it's like Aladdin and Indian in the cupboard, like had a baby. And yeah, it's that it. era. Oh. <laughs> Of like, kid has weird situation happen to him that's like not that good. Like, but it's like not even Uh, that interesting of a situation. It's just like I just had a weird epiphany. Like all the movies that came out like when we were kids were about Mm -hmm. kids like being alone and having having friends that weren't people. Yeah, and now (laughs) movies are good. So like, (laughs) because like those yeah those those movies all sucked. Uh, but at the same time, th- I mean, we can go on this tangent. I think a lot of those movies are spiraled from E.T., where it's oh. like weird, weird oh, kid who kind of like... you just blew my fucking mind, dude. <laughs> Holy yeah, but, shit, right? bro. Everything is E.T. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> but it's the same thing. <laughs> it is, bro. Everything is E.T. Holy fuck, dude. Because it's like... just like weird kids trying to fit in, and this yes. non-human thing is helping oh, him become God. more human. Whether that and there are some good ones that totally fit that description. I think Iron Giant fits that perfectly and is oh. not an oh, ET knockoff at all. Iron Giant, yeah, that movie's uh, genius. Kazam, fucking oh my god! The, like you said, Indian in the cupboard. There, there's a bunch like Indian that where in the it's cupboard, yeah, where there's Whoa, kid, kid has friend that is not human and it helps him. Be, it friend helps kid become more human, becomes less weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there there was tons of movies like that, and it's all. There was a weird one. I don't know if you know the title to this. I rem- I remember it distinctly, but I don't know the title. There was like an exoskeleton robotic suit. Star Kid. That this Star Kid dude, and the kid hopped inside of it. I I'm ninety five percent sure it's Star Kid. I saw that. In oh theaters. man, that one was the shit. Like that it was, was on Netflix he, like, for went, a little bit. Um, like there was you like, these watch kids that bullied him, and he like showed up and like f- like messed with the kids that like bullied think... him and stuff. Oh, it was awesome. Yes, like Page Master. It's, wow, uh, everything's yeah, ET, Star dude. Kid. It's, 
Yeah, you're welcome, dude. You just blew my fucking mind, uh, dude. <laughs> like legit, I, mean, I like, had like. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, you, like, you look at these like, like I love to look at movies. Like, obviously, I do this the podcast with my mom, where it's like kind of a fun thing. But I really like to look at movies and go, okay, what inspired them? Because if you look at movies now, these guys were inspired by the George Lucases, the Steven Spielbergs, the Francis Ford Coppolas. Yeah, but those guys. The you know the George Lucases and all them they were inspired by guys like uh, Alfred Hitchcock and these other like main producers of that era. So like, what almost fell through the cycle? Like what what followed through? But then you even get guys like Jordan Peele, who Jordan Peele has a very very hard like uh, Hitchcock inspiration. Like to me, Jordan Peele is the modern Alfred Hitchcock. Like I like he knows how to to freak you out and he knows how to play into the whole human emotion and not just it's mm-hmm. a big scary monster but like what's the real monster yeah. like and that's how i felt like hitchcock was like what's the real monster it's not like a man in a fish suit it's not frankenstein it's racism mm-hmm. it's sexism it's mm-hmm. you know equality and so it, it's but but so i love to look at these and see how they go back but like most i mean any any movie that has a shark in it is just Jaws. It's just trying to capitalize off what Jaws once was like, and so people go, yeah. "Oh, they should remake Jaws." And it's like you can't remake Jaws because if you because it'll just feel like everything that was trying to be Jaws, mm-hmm. just like ET. I, they could never remake ET because it would just feel like everything that was trying to be ET. Yeah, I also have you kind of uh, made me think of something just now. I like they. You, I don't think you're supposed to just. Re, like all these movies that are coming out now that are just remakes and rehashes of older stuff I yeah. can't get behind I can't get behind it. it it's really hard for me to be like oh I'm gonna go see that like the like I think it was Point Break they remade yeah I had no interest that is a who the hell decided <laughs> that well, they, we should remake a movie that has Busey, Shwayze, and Keanu in it? Like, what are you? The doing? best part is <laughs> they already remade Point Break, and it's called Fast and the Furious. Uh, Fast and the Furious, <laughs> <laughs> like, and then they made like fourteen of them. Oh. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Oh, is man. it Fast and the Furious is Point Break? And there are people who go, no, it's different, it's different. It's really not different. But that, to me, is a good way to take a story and make it something different. Yeah. If they, no, if they called it Point, point break, break, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but if they called Fast and the Furious 1 like Point Break and it wasn't about surfing, people are like, well, the first one was about surfing and this one's not about surfing and blah, blah, blah. Like, it would change it. But yeah. it's just like, yeah, but it's point, it's point Break but with cars. Great. I'm in. Mm-hmm. And it's different enough where once you point it out, you go, oh, yeah, they're very similar. But it's also not like it's not shot for shot, beat for beat, trying to be the same thing. No, like, it's just the main it, idea, it, and they're and they're finding new yeah. ways to encapsulate that. Yeah, I mean the Fast and the Furious. If you look at the most recent Fast and the Furious compared to the first one, you're like, these are the same. Oh, thing. I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen. I don't think past like Tokyo Drift is when I stopped watching. I, think. I stopped at the I second like, one, so uh, I was. Uh, dude, I went back the other day and watched it and was like, wow, this is the most 2002 thing I've ever seen oh, in I my love, life. <laughs> I love music, watching a movie. The, you're oh. just like, wow, this is such a oh, – this makes it – it's like a cringe. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> the other day, my dad was watching Rat Race, and Rat Race still holds up. It is still very funny, a very good movie. But mm-hmm. like 10 minutes into it, Who Let the Dogs Out starts playing. 
<laughs> and I was like, nice. Oh, and then no. the movie ends with them all showing up at a Smash Mouth concert and All-Star is in that movie too. And I was like, oh, this rules. I was like, that sounds, sounds like watching American Pie. <laughs> yeah, where you're just like, oh, wow, this had all of those things from the 90s that just encapsulated all of the 90s. It's like a snapshot. Which is funny because... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because uh, Rat Race came out in 2001, so it's not even a 90s movie, but it, like, has these things that make you feel it's like, right oh, on the, the 90s. It's a throwback. Yeah, it's a right on yeah. the tail end. <laughs> it's like they had all the time to prepare. They're like, here, we're going to gather the most 90s. We're going to wait through the 90s and then gather all of it and make one movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to – I know, because I was watching it. I was like th- – and it's it's one of those movies where it's like it shouldn't be that good. But it is, and you're like, oh, this movie rules. Like, it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And, you know and what movie I, rules still? Sorry. No, go for it. I feel like it. it's the same era. Is Georgia the Jungle with Brendan uh, Fraser the first one? That movie absolutely rules. That movie is I will so ha- good. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> Brendan, Fr- when I was a child, I was convinced Brendan Fraser was the greatest actor of all time. I was like, he's George of the Jungle. How do you get better than that? And he's in The Mummy? Like, how do you yeah. get better oh, yeah. than that? Dude, The Mummy, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Brendan yeah, Fraser rules, like, 100%. Yeah. And, like... I saw this I saw this meme online that was, like, the more the older Brendan Fraser gets, the more he is uh, becoming, like, the person that's going to play Rodney Dangerfield in the Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Like, he's, they he's they a, put like the old face app on him and he just he looks like fucking Rodney Dangerfield, dude. He's well, it's funny too, because actually I wouldn't hate that, except he's so massive. Like he's a big dude, and Rodney Dangerfield yeah. was not big. <laughs> he's like, this he big tall guy, bit. like, oh, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> like, no respect. Collar, like, no respect. Uh. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? It's like I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't gotten a Rodney Dangerfield biopic yet. Or or a John Candy or a John Belushi, like mm-hmm. it, it's like these guys who it's like yeah, I mean yeah they came out with something that was they came out with that movie about the guy that uh, the National Lampoon um, yeah it was a Netflix that, one yeah that was really good and I have to watch it that was like really cool to see because it has like I can't remember who plays Chevy Chase Joe McHale. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, Joe yeah, 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 he does. Oh man, and he crushes it in that. I like, I I remember being like, "Holy shit, that's a really good like Chevy Chase." Like, because well, he, he was on Community with him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the uh, the behind the scenes stuff with that, I didn't know any of that. Um, yeah, you know, I I love that kind of stuff. It. I love biopics. And it was it was just really cool to see. Uh, it's a really cool perspective too. Um, yeah, just like thinking about comedy and writing comedy and. Well, I and just being funny. I will. I mean, if I can get my hands on anything inside baseball, I'm so into it. You know what I mean? Of like to to just hear how a professional person who does this for a job, how do they do it? How do they think about it? Like my yeah. uh, my friend, uh, my friend, he his wife sent me a message because I I gave them like my Disney Plus login. And I was like, yeah, you guys don't have it. Like you got to be watching this stuff. You got to watch The Mandalorian. And I sent to him. She goes, oh, thank you so much. Blah blah. And like a couple months later, she goes, "Hey, I I got master class for some school thing, but like I noticed this other thing on here. If you want to watch it," and I like looked it up, and Steve Martin teaches comedy. And at first, I was like, "Okay, what what is this? Like, is this gonna be like, okay, here's how you need to write?" And yeah. it's not. It's absolutely not. It's 
it's about like putting yourself in the situations and like thinking about it. Like it's not a, a to B to B to A. Like it's not like a here's how to format a joke. It's nice. listen to listen to yourself talk. And it goes, if you think of something, is it party funny or stage funny? And I was like, dang, party funny or stage funny is genius. Like to just think about that because if something is funny in the context of the moment, is it funny later? Yeah, and like yeah, he's yeah. like, and if if your comedy, <laughs> yeah. He's like, if your comedy scene is good, are you gonna like then then get more involved in it? If you really want to do this and you're not somewhere that has a good comedy scene, go somewhere with a good comedy scene. Like move. Like if you're really in it and you really want to get involved, get closer to the scene. And it's like, yeah, hundred percent. I totally get it. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's that's something that uh, it's been part of the. It was kind of part of the struggle for me when like the open mics are still open and going is the being like down here down south having to drive you know to santa cruz is like a 30 40 minute drive san jose is like an hour drive it's not a long drive i'm not saying that i have a long way to go by any means but i do have to like build my like time and planning for the open mics around you know having to commute to all of them and I do see the people that live in the area and how it's just like, oh, yeah, every night I'm out and I see like how like the advantages to that and the the networking and the being able to go up every night because you're, you, you know, you live there. So it's like if you don't go to the mic, it's like, what are you doing? You know, as opposed to like, oh, man, I got to leave work right at five totally. today. I can't even go home. I just got to go straight drive yeah. there so that I have I can get there early enough to sign up because I'm an out of town. You know, there's. Uh, a lot that goes into just that. And so, um, yeah, I agree totally with like living closer to the scene has to be like extremely beneficial. And I've been, I was just gonna say to your, to your guys's credit, you made the scene come to you, like, which is great. Like the the XL show is dope. Like, and people come from the city to come do that show like that. And that's Mm -hmm. an hour from me. Like, and they, Mm -hmm. they come past me to come do that. That show rules. Like, and and I think that shows that like you have an audience there because that you guys are the mainstay you guys are the thing and and anything that comes any other show that pops up is because of you guys a hundred percent you know what i mean like any other show that pops up in salinas you guys were the first one and there's no way that they can be like oh we didn't know like what do you mean Mm -hmm. you didn't know like of, of course this is influenced by that like just like for us for pick your poison we were influenced by a show called super stacked Super Stacked used to run out of a wood shop, and I was like, I want to do a show. Like, I want to do this. And, I mean, it's at the Improv Quarterly now. Like, yeah. they're crushing. So, like, it's just a matter of knowing knowing who your influences are and not being, like, ashamed of that. You know what I mean? Some people are like, no, we're, mm-hmm. we're not them. We're our own thing. It's like, yeah, but you can be inspired by somebody. There's nothing wrong with being inspired. It is cool to see how I've been, you know, getting hit up by people that want to come and do it. And Oh, yeah. Like, they, they just heard about it through a comic that – you know, went and did it. Uh, the last show, I was like, man, this show in Slings is great. And then another person and another person. And um, so, yeah, that's, it, that's been really cool. That's a good point, too, that the scene is coming there because um, it's allowing it's it's like allowing people to come down and see what's yeah. going on and then be like, where's the other mics down here? And you're like, there isn't really any other comedy yeah, show. Yeah, this is it. Like, there's a few. Yeah, there's, like, been a couple, but there's no, like, consistent comedy show really happening in Salinas besides this. Yeah, And they're like, dang, dude, that's awesome. And, you know, I hope to see people, I hope to see, like, other shows start popping up 
the next year or so and to see like more people trying it. And there are people that hit me up at the XL show and they want to get on stage and they don't know about the open mics in Santa Cruz. They don't know about the open mic in Monterey. So I'm like trying to get other people to start stuff too. Yeah. So that there is like a way to spread the wealth and have, um, and have like, you know, other a network going almost. On. Yeah. Yeah. And then those people, you know, you go and watch those people that you don't know about in Salinas and then they're funny and you're like, oh shit. And you put them on the XL and then, you know, you're just new people, new talent, yeah. new whatever. I, I'll ask you this as a producer. Cause I know for me, this, this is, this is important. Do, how good does it feel? When someone that you know is better than you and better than most comics that like are in your wheelhouse is like, hey, I heard about your show. I really want to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, yes, 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 yes. But you have to like play it cool where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then inside you're like, oh, God, please, please, please. I, it, it is a good feeling. It's, it's, it's really cool to see somebody like, hey, I've heard good things about this. I've seen the stuff online yeah, and they're like, this looks like a good opportunity. And, uh, and they send, they even send you like a clip and you're like, I know who you are. I see you all over the place <laughs> yeah. on posters. Yeah. Uh, you're a person I was going to reach out to in a few months because I thought at that point I would have a big enough show to be able to get you on, you know, like that's exactly. where my head is at is like, I'm thinking 100%. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I can get that person in the future. But when they reach out, um, it's super cool. And mm-hmm. It's been a really good feeling to get people from like LA and San Francisco and you know yeah. San Jose scene to come to the come and do the show in Salinas. It's freaking awesome. Like I never thought it would get to that point of people even asking me to be on it. I thought I would always have to be like, "Hey, can you please come do my comedy show in Salinas? It's at a bar. You'll, I'll get you a free beer and I'll give you some of the money for yeah. the tips. I, like, please." Well, and I think that's <laughs> like, I think that's so funny too because when people hear that it's a bar show. You know, bar shows have such like a negative, a negative stereotype. But it, in my opinion, it's not a bar show because you're not trying to compete with the noise of everything else. Is a completely yeah. isolated place. It's literally downstairs. You can't hear any of the upstairs noise. Like, you can hear it's like perfect. the Jenga like, falling, but that's like the and like yeah. loud laughter. But that's like the, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it it's just like if you were in someone's apartment. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like the basement of uh, someone's house or something, like a big basement. And uh, like the, I always, I always get told it has like a, like an like you said, like an underground. Um, it an rules. Underground vibe. Underground vibes do? rule. We do it at a. We do it in a bar. So we do it at ours in a brewery, but it's it's kind of like kind of like yours where it's an isolated area. So there's the front where you can order your drinks and then there's like a back room that it's okay. essentially where they brew everything. It's the actual brewery itself. And we set up a stage and we do our show in there. We have like 50, 60 chairs or something. We, we've been able to fit like 70 people in there and, nice. and we go to standing room only, but it's, it's so much fun, dude. Like, but that's the thing is, is people go, Oh, you do it at a big theater and do it at this. And I go, I don't know if it would be as successful. I think the point of it, is that it's this weird kind of underground thing. Like, that's what makes it cool. It's interactive, and it's not... Yeah. Yeah. Like the, It's not... Like, I've seen you guys have that stage, but it's not like a... It's not like like so formal of a stage that you feel no. like there's this distance between you um, as, a, as the comic. You kind of... Yeah, it looks like you guys are, like, in the action. The clips I've seen, like, the comics are interacting with the people and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. We... We definitely let people just like like 
we don't say be quiet because we know that the crowd will talk and we've never had a comic get upset at the crowd for talking because in this situation it helps because crowds talk during the improv stuff they don't they actually pay attention during the regular stuff and that's what that's what rules is like is maybe that's because they feel like maybe they feel like they want to they want to hear what that comic has to say now after listening to them uh improv like they want to compare yeah and 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 it i love it like it absolutely like it's so much fun um but yeah i mean we've jumped all over the map but i so i also do a second podcast yeah uh, sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's cool man it's cool we just uh, that's how we roll we just get so like yeah you blew my mind with that et shit bro like (laughs) 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 we see we went down a wormhole you were like everything's et i was like holy fuck But uh, no, so my second podcast is so weird, and this is is funny. This idea I had even before I did my even before I did KTMA Kitesmother, even before I did that, I had this idea for a show where I want, and this is long before I got into comedy. I wanted to bring people on and interview them, but they didn't know who I was interviewing, like who they were, until I said their name. And so it's called Time Machine Talk Show, and obviously you can see where I get a little bit of mother proved from it where it's like in you know it's a podcast but then you can see where i get influence from pick your poison where it's improv yeah. and like you don't know what's about to happen until it starts uh like our first episode was essentially our test episode and had my friend eli elwood schwartz and my friend adriana mccain come on and or mccann how do you say her name wrong uh eli was he and he had no idea who he was until it started he was david bowie and i was like i thought he was and, and that's the thing too is anytime i bring someone on i say don't do a voice it is so much better if you don't do a character, you don't do, you just come on and go, yep, that's me. And so he comes on, he just goes, hello, I'm David Bowie. And I was like, <laughs> that is exactly what I want. Because uh, nice. if, if you go David Bowie, someone's going to try and go, oh, I'm David Bowie. And it's like, nope, no, it's yeah. much funnier if uh, you hey, just are like, yeah, <laughs> yeah nope, nope. And I think one of the first things I asked for our David Bowie impressions just now. (laughs) Yeah, it was the most like so terrible. (laughs) It's it's one of those like yeah, close enough, I guess. I was gonna let it go, but I was like, wow, we both straight up watch David Bowie right now. (laughs) Yeah, we David Bowie's gonna come back and be like, I don't sound like that. (laughs) We just disrespected him, dude. But he. I go, I go, David Bowie. I gotta ask you, what's your favorite song that you wrote? And he just goes, uh, oh god, uh, Rocket Man. And I go, oh, not a lot of people know, <laughs> not a lot of people know that you wrote Rocket Man. And so that's the thing is like, I don't want okay. like if you're right you about just something, go with it, yeah, yeah. It's so much funnier if you just yeah. roll with it because then oh, that's st- that's I, why I love uh, that's why I love Andrew Santino. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's really good at that. He'll just like totally run with it, and it's a bullshit lie. He doesn't know anything about it, and mm-hmm. sometimes the people he's talking to don't know he's doing that, and that makes it even funnier as the listener. Uh, oh. and dude, that's that's awesome, dude. Oh, that's so funny. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that's and then hilarious. we had Adriana come on, and she was she had no idea, and I introduced her as Stan Lee, and I go and Stan Lee, <laughs> and she she just starts cackling like she's just like. Oh boy, here we go. And her entire half an hour was just dumping on me for being a dumb nerd. And I was like, 
I was like, Stan, I'm just a really big fan. And she's just like, I don't think I asked. And then, like, <laughs> which is That's also awesome. perfect because Stanley himself was known for being such a nice and positive person. So to have someone come in and just be like, I'm dead. Who cares? None of this matters. <laughs> well, it's, oh, yeah, it, it's, it's, and like, yeah, to just hear them, like, like we just had, uh, I had Rick Storer and this episode will come out probably next week or this week. And he was Walt Disney. <laughs> and he, he's like kind of doing this voice, but it is so funny. Cause he's keep going, cause I'm Walt Disney. And I go, yeah, you know, a lot of people, are, <laughs> I go, a lot of people are going to talk about, you know, they're going to be worried about this interview and, and you're going to say anything that might be construed as anti-Semitic. And he just goes, why would I do that? And then, and it kind of, I'm like, oh, you're right. I'm the bad guy for assuming that you would hate the Jewish people. Like that, that's wrong. And then progressively throughout the interview, he just gets more and more anti-Semitic. And I was like, oh, all right, oh, great. No. It's back. <laughs> uh, but it, it Dude, that's it's, so that's, awesome. yeah. And the, the one joke where, where Rick, after we recorded, he goes, I was literally crying at that is because he said something about his mom being, so all his siblings are, he's Walt, and there's Balt, Galt, Dalt. And, like, all these, like, they're all, like, Dalt. He goes, and my mom, Vault Disney. And I go, oh. <laughs> I go, so your mom is the inspiration for the Disney Vault, then. You named it the Disney Vault after your mom. He goes, yeah, because I would. And he said some weird thing about sliding in and out, and I go, oh, that sounds kind of Oedipal. And he goes, you can't eat a vault. Oh, just, that's funny, dude. Oh. <laughs> and then he just, he just like, you can hear him and he just starts laughing at himself so hard. And oh, most man. of the interviews are just one person saying something and then both of us just breaking. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of like a game, like who can break first? Cause you just try not to break, but you just, and then that's the thing is, is I can always bring back anyone who's done the show as someone completely different. Cause I even as an in-universe, like, in the thing i say oh i built this time machine out of old freezer parts uh it does do something to the vocal cords where they might not sound how you remember them sounding but trust me it's them <laughs> and so like i can i can always bring adriana back as anyone else as i can bring yeah. rick back as anyone else it doesn't matter because all you're doing well, is coming and sitting and riffing for 30 minutes yeah no that's an awesome idea dude uh, yeah it's so much that fun. sounds really funny and the people that you've had on there, the, you know, those are funny people too. So I'll, I'll have to go well, check that out and listen to some of that. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Uh, there is something, uh, one last thing that I wanted to uh, talk about here. And that is kind of the, you know, we've spent time talking about, you know, the San Jose scene and your show and everything up there and all the people. Uh there's also a scene that I'm a little for more familiar with, and I've had a, uh, somebody on, you know, the, the previous episode I had Mackenzie Ruiz on, and we talked about oh, she rules. comedy. Yeah. You know, I have noticed over the past year or so, like, just the rise of, like, the, the San Jose scene coming in to Santa Cruz and kind of, like, everybody connecting more uh, over the past year. I don't think it was like that before i mean it was kind of was there was like a few people yeah. that you would see coming down but you wouldn't now there's like groups like there's like you know like one night you'll see like gab and lord and bu and bagley and a couple other yeah. people all in santa cruz on a wednesday coming through doing the mics and it's cool because it's like a it's like a halfway point 
almost yeah to like connect the dots from for like me and the guys down here uh coming up and and seeing you guys it's a good like stop point to okay and to to get to see you guys in those environments as opposed to the environments in san jose is something cool too because yeah, I feel like I, you guys are I, a little oh. more comfortable at like Frascati or Gong or Caravan. I I personally love Santa Cruz, and I I will say this, which is so funny that I'm on this whole article about San Jose being so great. I love Santa Cruz. I absolutely love Santa Cruz. It is my favorite place to go do comedy because even just open mics, you go and there's actually an audience that actually wants to see it, and it's actually enjoyable mm-hmm. to be there. Like yep. it rules. I absolutely have so I have so much fun going to Santa Cruz Mike's because the scene is amazing. Everyone out there is, is so cool and so welcoming. And just like yeah, it's there's... you can instantly mesh right into that scene. Like I love doing Harag show at the bre- mm-hmm. the Santa Cruz oh, Mountain dude, Brewing. The Mountain absolutely. Brewery show is so much fun. Yeah. I it love is that place. it's a blast to do that show. I love doing that show. I love doing <laughs> Rosie McCann's. Uh mm-hmm. I think the second to last time I did Rosie's I showed up and I told Mac I was there. She's like, yeah, cool. And I, she might've said you're on next. I don't know. But then I went to talk to someone more in the restaurant and I hear her going, your next comic, blah, blah, blah. And then I just hear like people cheering and then nothing happening. And everyone's looking around and I just go, oh, I think that's me. And then I like burst in the room and I go, was that me? <laughs> and Mac goes, Ruben Escobedo. And I go, okay. And my entire, <laughs> my entire set, I did not do any material. I just riffed for the whole five minutes. I was like, boom. Like, I was just riffing. Because especially at Rosie's, it is so much fun for me to riff at Rosie's. Because those people, are they want to hear it. And, like, they they yeah. want to have fun. And it's, thought, a, it's a nice little back room, too. Like oh, the, the, so the, good. Like, it's, like, intimate right there. I like yeah. that room. Yeah. The the last time I did it, there was, a, there was a group of, I think, five. Like, five young people sitting on a couch up front. And I just look at them and go, what is this, a reboot of Friends? And like, <laughs> and they loved it. And then my brain was like, all right, here's the kicker. And I go, oh, no, just kidding. Some of you aren't white, so it wouldn't be a Friends reboot. And then people just like lost again because I'm like, yes, because that's, I love to just go, look at this. Isn't this weird? And then people go, yes, it is. Ha, 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 ha. And I go, yes. But then I also love to like, I love to riff on hacky crowd work. Like I love when, uh, okay. when I, I mean, I'm super guilty of this, but seeing like a, a couple being like, so how long is this bit of thing? Like what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did I did Rosie's and there was like a dude, clearly a couple, and then a dude. So it was a, a guy, a woman, a guy, and then another guy. And I walk up to the couple and I just scoot one over to the two dudes and I go, so is this a thing or what? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a good misdirect right there. Yeah, just like, uh, yeah, because misdirects are so much fun. I love misdirects. And it's really hard to yeah. like riff a misdirect. Like that's like fully riffed, but something like that works yeah. almost every time. I love it. Yeah, like I, there was, ah uh, man, there was one. I love, I love the 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 joke that you get after the person comes up and you're next. And if you if you get to, if they had anything that was like like that time that I, that time with you, uh, where you were you were telling jokes about yourself, what you look like, um, and you were describing like yep. the like cartoon rats, and like yes. then you went into your other material. The rest of your set, I'm sitting there going cartoon rat, cartoon rat cartoon rat like i'm trying to yep. think like what's one that he didn't mention what's one that i can like i can get like that's gonna hit the audience so good and then i went up and i was like ruben looks like master splinter if he taught all the turtles how to smoke weed and like 
hearing you just it laugh crushed. the hardest at that was like was like <laughs> the icing on the cake because it's like i think like damn like i, I yeah <laughs> like that was because it was so funny because and I promptedly texted uh, my friend Austin Blaylock and I go, dude, you just got it. You got to hear this. I just got said like this is so funny. And he goes, that's that's really spot on. And I go, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love when people. I, I was like, I was just like, man, like I, I don't know. I was like glad that I could think of another cartoon rat because I was just yeah, I was like this. There's a joke there, uh, and that's you know that's really fun to just to riff. And to have like something that's not like, because you know we all sit there and we go, we have our bullet points or we have our list and we're like, all right, oh I yeah, do this joke I got to do this joke, got to do this joke. And after a while, it gets kind of, you're like, man, I, I don't have anything else to, that I don't want to do this joke, but I don't have anything else. Like, and I exactly, and, but I think you have to get over that feeling. You have to be like, it's okay to not have anything else. Like, yeah. you'll get something in the moment. There's so many things in the room and people in the room mm-hmm. and things that people like you'll like just let your brain do its thing oh uh, yeah that's like, if if that's if i'm doing the rap bit i ha- and i know i'm next i have to go like be like a vulture in the corner and i have to look for who am i gonna go after in the audience because i'm gonna make a joke about somebody in the audience uh, like, dude yeah like that night that there was those seven girls at that table oh i was so upset all about night that. you're like please don't leave please don't leave please don't leave please don't leave. <laughs> like, i'm like that's leave, it man <laughs> And I'm like, no, like, they can't, is, they can't. <laughs> and then they left, and I was like, no. Uh, yeah, it was it? a bummer, too, because you were telling all of us, and I was I was dying. I was like, dude, that's yeah. going to crush. And you're like, I know, right? And I was, like, excited for you to tell it. And they leave, and I like I just immediately try to find you in the room, and you're, like, looking at them like, no, <laughs> like, please. <laughs> well, I just remember because I was like, oh, seven lesbian dwarves, got it, because they all were dressed like me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this works. This is perfect. And somebody goes, yeah, and you're cis white. And I went, there it is. I was like, that's the home run. That's the punchline. I love this seven lesbian dwarves. This is fantastic because, you know, you guys can take me in because I'm cis white. Like, that's perfect. Like, that's genius. Like, uh, Yeah, it was. And I, I was there, and I can I can say that they all did look like it was like the seven it was like, yeah. yeah, it was like you were Snow White. Yeah. But you were like just you. And then it was the seven lesbian dwarves. And <laughs> and I can tell you right now, they probably would not have liked that joke. They they, they looked oh, like no. the, the, the group of people that would not have found <laughs> that funny. That, that would have been the best part of that joke, yeah. at least for me, would have been seeing them react to it. <laughs> because the, the thing for me is like I'm like not punching down. I'm just like, yeah, it's kind of funny that there's exactly seven of you. The the, the punchline there. you all look the same. <laughs> you all look the same. And the punchline there is not you. The punchline is and cis white. Like it's a very funny play on that. Yeah. And, and although oh, I, I've only gotten yelled at twice, I think. I think I've only gotten yelled at for crowd work. One time uh one time I was doing an open mic and it was it was uh this bar in Campbell. And I'm doing some material and this guy just starts walking through. He's an older guy. And he's and he starts walking through the crowd and I'm like, uh, what's your name, dude? And he goes, Aaron. And I go, Yeah, what's up, Aaron? And this guy in the back just goes, Yeah, Aaron. And he's like, yeah, I go. And the guy's almost at the door. I go, so you going to sleep with him or what, Aaron? And he just goes, <laughs> goes hey, hey, no. <laughs> he gets so many. He's like, I only play for one team, and oh, it's no. not your team. This guy. And I'm like, oh, it's not my team? 
I think <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, did he just come out to all of us? Like, good for you, yeah. Aaron. And then yeah. literally, he's about to walk through the door, and there's these big glass doors, these big glass windows, and he's about to walk through, and his friend's right behind him, who just goes, yeah, but I'm trying to change him, and then I lose it. I'm like, that That's is That's amazing. So... <laughs> and for the rest of my set... Dude, that guy's awesome. Oh, that guy ruled. For... Yeah, that guy's awesome. <laughs> For the rest of my set, you could see them arguing through the window. Who the, the, the <laughs> And I was like, we could just stop with me right now uh, and just watch this. Dude, I think that this dude is... has some that dude has some like deep issues he needs I, to work through. Yeah, I, I was like, hey, I think I even said it as soon as he was gone, I was like, So you guys think he's gay or what? Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> Cause instantly uh. his instant response to, to, to a vaguely homophobic joke. Like to be like, haha, yeah. like which is not even the homophobic. It's just like, so look, this guy's your fan. You gonna sleep with him or what? And his his response was, oh, I'm not gay. You're gay. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, dude. I think you might need to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> Are you sure, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. know if you're sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Oh, I know geez. I've gotten yelled at another. One. I can't remember. That was my favorite because I was just like, because I'm a, I'm a relatively positive person i'm a relatively chill person but he like was eyeing me the whole time and i'm like if he comes up to me i am gonna have to be the guy that like i'm either gonna have to push him away and be like and like lay hands on him and be like don't touch me or i'm gonna actually have to fight this homophobic old man like which is not ideal Dude. ah man it's always the it's it's not always i shouldn't say that but i notice a lot of people that have a hard time with jokes or want to talk or it's always like older yeah. dudes uh, or like moms that are out. They just, I don't know what it is. Like at the gong, like I was, I was going into like the first, I think you might've been there. It was like the first couple jokes I had were like hit. And then I got into one that was kind of a little dirty. And this lady just started. She was just like, basically, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. And I got gonged. I was like, come on. Like, I know it's a dirty joke, but it's a freaking joke, dude. Like, <laughs> I think uh, was, I think some people like it, it's funny that I have this opinion. I'm a clean comic. I try and be pretty clean. I try not to do a bunch of dirty stuff, which is funny because a new bit mm-hmm. I have is relatively disgusting. But uh, but I'm I'm trying to do you know clean stuff. I, I try not to swear on stage and whatever. But I love when people just get upset because someone said a bad word. And it's like, yeah, but that's just how that person talks or communicates. Like, like it. Look, there yeah. are there are people who call themselves comics that think that just dropping a bomb is a punchline. It's not. Like, no, like yeah. it, it. It doesn't help your jokes. You, if you can do a joke without it, and you still think it, and you don't think it's funny, then it's not a good joke anyway. Like, yeah. And so, so that's its own monster. But like when some people just get upset for the sake of being like, I can't believe you talked about this. And it's like, yeah, but what did I say about it? You heard mm-hmm. me, you heard me say a word, whether, whether yeah. it's a swear word or even like, sure, I did, maybe I did a joke about abortion, but all you heard was me say abortion and immediately got offended. I could have been defending it. You know what I mean? Like, like, or, yeah. or, and obviously abortion is a heavy topic to, to, to pick a random hypothetical in my brain, but anything like that where you pick something and someone goes oh well, well, wait a minute you can't talk about that and it's like but you did you even hear what i said mm-hmm. like yeah, i i agree with you there it's hard i have a i have a joke about my my grandpa and he has like a like a implant pump uh 
in his penis, like because he has erectile dysfunction. So first of all, I love that it's you a true know story, bro. Well, I love that you know that. Yeah, well, that's why it's that's why it's funny. That's like why uh, the whole joke works is because um, I know about it, but I don't want to ask my grandparents questions yeah. about it. So I ask the audience the questions about it. That's like, so that's funny. <laughs> that's like genius. I go like. Do you think my nana pumps it up, or do you think he pumps it up? <laughs> like people's the the it's like more of a joke for yeah. Like I enjoy it the most because I love seeing people picture that because I don't want to, but I like to watch other people be like, ah oh, man, like. <laughs> well, I think too. What's what's great about that is the whole relatability of it, where like obviously mm-hmm. that's a that's a hyper specific scenario, but also we all have old people in our lives that we know have stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah. That it's just like, oh no, this guy's grandparents aren't much older than mine or my parents. Like <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's a real thing. Wow, I thought that could happen to me. Yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, you really start to think about it. You're like, I mean, would I pump it up or <laughs> would I have someone my do wife? Is yeah. it is it like a jiffy <laughs> loop situation where you charge someone else to do it as you just sit there, read a newspaper? <laughs> they perform the <laughs> Oh, are you done? Yeah, here's 50 bucks. Thank you. They trim your pubes and everything, too, (laughs) like the full service package. (laughs) Slap you on the thigh when they're done. You're good to go. Put it in drive. (laughs) They put a sticker on your nuts when you need to go back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here you go, bud. Uh, That's so funny, dude. (laughs) And it's funny that it would be called Jiffy Lube still. Yeah, they don't change the name. You don't (laughs) change the name. don't change the name. You might be on. You could use all of that. That's very funny. I would uh, love to watch you do all of that. That'd be very funny. Cause yeah, Jiffy Lube and not is, changing the name is funny. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking rub and tug. Well, it's, I mean, oh. but it's not to comp- It's to get you ready for the rest of it. Yeah, it's like an oil okay. change. I mean, I think that is essentially. Wow. Yeah. There you go. It's an oil change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> just out with the old, in with the new. You know yeah. What I'm just, saying? Like, <laughs> hey, how's your day going? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I the- noticed. Uh, <laughs> I noticed the sticker on my balls says <laughs> I. It's been a while since my last visit. Uh, <laughs> I get it. We know yeah. everybody. You know, takes their time <laughs> with this, but you know. Yeah. Are you going to be getting the base package today, <laughs> sir? <laughs> or would you like the high mileage plan? <laughs> so you see that Raiders game? Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> As like you're standing with like your your legs are like apart and he's on that little cart yeah. under your body. <laughs> <laughs> like face up. like It's like a milking table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just people in line behind you, like the cars, and they have to just lay down on the table and they get raised up. Yeah. Someone's oh like, my God. I have to go. Like, this this needs to go quicker. Oh, dude, that's so funny, man. Holy shit. Uh, well, shit, man. I, dude, I've had, this has been fun. This like, is fun, man. I, 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 love, yeah. I love talking to people, and I, I miss all you guys, and like, it's weird, yeah, man. No, me too. Um, it, it is weird to not have been doing shows, and like, and it sucks, man, to, to look at my calendar go from, like, like at the beginning of, what, last month, I was so pumped because I had, like, two club shows booked. I had Oakland uh-huh. shows. I had all this and all that. And I had a mini tour. I was going on the slow. And then, like, all of it. And I was like, well, I guess I can Fuck. try again. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a rip, man. Yeah. I had like I had roast battle, the second roast battle coming up in Salinas. Uh, you know, shows. Yeah, it's uh I had shows like I was booked all the way to July, I think, the XL show. I had everybody Dang like ready to go and we were gonna do like a Salinas Monterey comedy f- it would probably still happen, hopefully. Trying to do like a Salinas Monterey comedy festival. That would rule get all you guys involved. I would hundred we would bring we would bring bigger boys and that would rule. Oh yeah, I would do like I think it was gonna be like six shows in like three days. That would that would be, be dope, dude. That'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be all over Salinas Monterey, and then I think we were maybe gonna end it in Santa Cruz. Not sure. Yeah, but I'll still yeah. If that's still happening, if we're back from uh, quarantine and stuff by the end of the summer, maybe that'll be a thing still. Uh, but uh, where can people follow you, man? Uh, yeah, I'm all over the place, man. Uh, the most most popular is Instagram, but I use a similar name for most of my things. So I got to figure out what my Instagram actually is. It is the Cubics Rube. So C Cubics C U B I K S Rube R U B E. Uh, I post okay. a lot of my stuff there. I dude, I do. One thing that I've been able to supplement with comedy is I've been doing these stupid Instagram stories. Have you seen these? Mm-hmm. I've seen, yeah, the, they've been pretty fun. I think I've contributed to a few of them. They've I, been pretty funny. I, the first one I did, it was just like, like I, I was like, are people going to fall for this? And then I was like, hey, like, I want to write some new jokes. What should I write jokes about? And so I got all these people suggesting things. And it essentially didn't matter what people suggested. I just went blank. I hardly know her for every mm-hmm. single one. And then somebody... <laughs> it was funny, dude. <laughs> well, somebody finally, somebody finally went, I hardly know her. And that's the one I ended on where he's going. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw, <laughs> I saw that. You were like, you looked at it like, oh, shit. And then I just started <laughs> like crying. Like... <laughs> and then I turned it off. That was funny, dude. Oh, and then no, because I... I think I, su- I suggested something, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, here you go. And you're like, you said my thing. And you're like, hardly know her. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like, I think it was like four or five in. I was like, okay, I got this. Like, he's just going for it. It was really funny, man. <laughs> I did, a, I did an, an impression one, too. Where it was just me going, uh, like it was like uh, someone be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I go, okay, this is my impression of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> like it did not matter who it was. It was hey every single time. And then I did one that was like a roast one, and I, I honestly forgot about. It. I didn't give that one as much time or, or effort. I like by the time that it expired, I realized I had like seven unanswered ones. But it was just me going. Like, hey, you guys, I'm, I really want to try and work on more roast jokes. I haven't been able to do my battles, so I want to, like, roast some people. Like, tag or, or give me the profile somebody you'd like me to roast. So they would send somebody and go, cool, okay, well, I went through this profile, and uh, you're a doofus. And that would be it. just every <laughs> single one. You're nice. a doofus. You're a doofus. That's hilarious. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, like, I was like, at first I was like, I, there's no way people are still going to fall for this. Because I, I get, like, 180 views on each one, and I'm like, there's no way. But it's also mm. my favorite thing to look at what the first joke has and what the last joke has in views. Because, like, the first one will have, like, 180 people and the last one will have, like, 60. So 120 people, <laughs> 120 people were like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't need this anymore. I get it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, those 60 people are, like... Those are some. Those are real ones, right there, dude. Yeah, those those are my fans. Those are my true <laughs> yeah. fans. Yeah. <laughs> Send them right, each well, a handwritten note. I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Yeah. Follow follow them at uh, Cubics Rube. The Cubics Rube. Yeah. Is that right? Cubics Rube uh, on Instagram and stuff. And uh, keep on the lookout for when quarantine's over. I'm sure we'll see 
uh, another pick your poison coming on yeah. and and everything. Um, yeah, it's been sick talking to you, dude. Like, yeah, like you said, uh, I miss everybody. Miss seeing you. I feel like I see you like I see you like once a week or once every other week. It felt like yeah, and uh, it was always nice to check in and and uh, this is kind of why I'm doing this podcast. To be honest, is to kind of supplement that not only for myself but just for people that are curious about you know kind of the like the people behind the scenes because i feel like you're one of those people and uh you know i've been one of those people down here and yeah and it's cool to to be contributing and to also be a part like performing as well give them a follow and uh and it was nice talking to you dude yeah you too thank you man seriously thank you for having me this is fun Hey everybody, thank you for listening and make sure to head over to the Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod. If you'd also like to see what I'm doing, you can go to at underscore mboop on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube Michael Booth. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe.